Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian Talk Radio. And on Fridays, we always try to break it up, make it a little more lively, and we call it our I Work For Him Radio Roundtable, where we always have lots of people calling in, sharing their testimonies, and we always bring in people into the studio to share testimonies as well. So we've got lots of exciting stuff ahead for you on the hour today. Super big thanks go out to Jose Cruz. He's had a heck of a week hitting a home run every day. Unbelievable. Thanks, Jose Cruz. He'll be engineering the show today and taking your calls a little later on. Hey, go out to iWorkForHim.com right now if you would. And click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. Consider joining the I Work For Him Nation today. Make that commitment to start praying for your coworkers and employees by name. Make that commitment to start serving them in the workplace. Look for ways to befriend them outside of the workplace. Look for ways to pray with people, but all along being a person of excellence. Joining the I Work For Him Nation, it doesn't get you extra points for heaven. That's not what this is about. It's about deepening your commitment to your walk in your workplace, helping you recognize that your workplace is your mission field and that in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. While you're out there and I work for him, make sure you go to the bottom of the front page and check out the sponsors, both ministries and businesses that keep us on the air every day. We're always looking for more support, more radio advertisers, but the ones that we've got, we're super grateful for. And I'd love for you to send them a note, go out to their website, Click on Contact Us and thank him for being a supporter of I Work For Him. You know, all this walking with Jesus stuff in our workplace, it really takes a paradigm shift in our minds. It's just so different. It's so out of the box. We're not hearing it much at church, and we certainly don't hear it in the media that, hey, all you Christ followers, bring Jesus with you to the workplace, except on dark days in our community. So remember this verse, Romans 12, 2. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. That's what it means to be a follower of I work follower of I work for him. Sorry. That's what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. We've got to stop copying the behaviors and customs of this world. And we've got two guests. Martha and I welcome Paul and Jean Mazapika in onto the show today. They've got an incredible testimony. We heard it while attending the CBMC Marketplace Ambassador event back in June. And we sat at the table with Jean Mazapika and she show, she shared her testimony and I said to her, "Well, you got to talk about that in the air. People need to hear this story. And one thing I know about testimonies is that when we hear how the Lord is working on other people's lives, it's inspiring to us because we can say, well, if the Lord could do that in their lives, they could do it in mine. Welcome to I Work For Him, Paul and Jean Mazapika. 
Thank you. Thank, Thank you so you. much for having us. Well, we're glad to have you. Now, these guys run a couple of different businesses, and I'm going to give them a free plug here today a couple of times. Paul runs a business called CycleReapers.com. It's a business where it's the largest, well, you just tell them, largest motorcycle parts inventory in the world, used motorcycle parts. What Say what it is. We are the largest used motorcycle parts inventory and sales that we know of in the world. Uh, you look for us on eBay, we're tops out there. We've got a great website that we'd love you to go visit also. CycleReapers.com. CycleReapers.com. And Gene, you've got a business called Serve Media. They can find about you online at ServeMedia.com. And it's not spelled nor in the normal way. It's S-U-R-V Media instead of S. Yeah, just to say it the right way. Serve Media, S-U-R-V Media.com. Talk to me about that. What's that? It's a digital marketing company. And the Serve, S-U-R-V, is from the word surveillance. So we create creative banners and ads on the internet that um, intend people to click on them. So it's kind of a, a play on surveillance. Mm-hmm. So you're stalking people with banners trying to get them to click. I got <laughs> yes, it. Okay. They are. <laughs> All right. So let's just talk really quickly about what the Lord is doing in your life today, and then we will we'll hit into your testimony after the break. So Paul, as you look at how the Lord is interacting with you on a daily basis, what have you noticed recently where the Lord has gotten involved in the intimate, finite details of your life? You opened the show talking about the nine to five world. And I've been blessed over the past 12 to 18 months where the Lord is really allowing me to bring him with me into my nine to five world. Um, Specifically at Cycle Reapers, I've got uh, about 13 employees and, you know, each one of them have different beliefs and and depth of belief about, about a God. And it's really allowing me to minister them, not just by talking to them. And, and, and we certainly pray when we need to, and, and, and I, I, I try to change the culture as I can. But more importantly, I think they're seeing me walk the talk. Uh, you know, when I say I'm a Christian, and, and, and some questionable things come up that we could be doing, and I refuse to do them, it sets the right example. It lets them see that. There is something different about him, mm-hmm. and that difference is Jesus Christ is in my life. Gene, what about you? What have you noticed in—very quickly, what have you noticed as the Lord has got involved in the intimate details of your life, and you've seen his hand? Well, there's a couple of things. Um, I've been working on a project called Spirit Spice. It's not a food item or anything, but I, I just recently met through one of the Marketplace Ambassador Luncheons a woman who's going to be able to give me the resources and the, and the materials that I need to get it to the next level. So I've been journaling about it, I've been praying about this project, and I'm excited that the Lord has put her in my path, and I know that's confirmation. Uh, there's one other little thing where um, uh, the Creekside Manor by my home, I was asked to volunteer to help a woman who was in early stages of dementia. And I'm going to be able to help her. And just noticing the place driving by, I was called to go in there. All right. So listen, we're talking today with Paul and Jean Mazapika. Gene runs a business called Serve Media. Find them online at survmedia.com. Like surveillance media, but servemedia.com. And Paul runs a business called cycleReapers.com. And, and no, this isn't all about their business, but it's about how the Lord has been doing incredible things in their business as they made it through the recession. So let's just step back for a second. And Gene, talk about how you became a follower of Jesus. 
Well, I was raised Catholic, so I did believe in God, I did believe in Jesus, but I was never taught how to apply the Bible to everyday life. Um, I, you know, pulled away from the church once my children received all of their sacraments and, um, you know, was discouraged with the stories with the priests, and that was just my excuse to leave the church. Um, in 2010, uh, when I lost my business, I needed a core. We had to find a core. We had to find someone to lean on. And, you know, we were just stripped of everything. So we ended up going to um, Countryside Christian Center. And um, they, that, the connection groups, the sermons, the worship, the praise, that it's what really taught us how to use the Bible and follow Jesus, to really lean on him and surrender to him. Fantastic. Paul? What really happened is that we were bankrupt <laughs> financially, <laughs> morally, religiously, any way you can think of, and had hit the bottom. And I woke up one day and I, I looked at Jean and I said, honey, I need God back in my life. And she looked at me and says, I don't have a problem with that. So we worked on, on a Saturday. We drove around, living in the Palm Harbor area. We drove around to about 12 churches and looked in the windows. <laughs> and uh, one of the last ones we, went, we, we walked up to was Countryside Christian Center. And we don't know why. We don't know how. We do now, right? The sure. Lord was with us and, and he, he, the Spirit was with us. We said, we're coming here tomorrow. We walked into Countryside Christian Center, and everybody was pretty dressed up, and we were a little surprised. But we realized it was a big day. Pastor John Lloyd, after 31 years, was stepping down and handing the reins over to Pastor Davis. New beginning for all of us, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. And we've never looked back. I, uh, I walked the aisle, as they say, and, 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 and uh, was saved about three weeks after that. And Gene will tell you, we used to sit way back in the rafters and look at all these people singing and happy. And after being Catholics, that was certainly different. Sure was. <laughs> uh, about three weeks into it, I, 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 the, God was talking to me each week, and, and I just had, a, I had to get more of it. And I went down, and uh, I, was, I was saved. About three or four weeks after that, Gene walked and was saved. And uh, it's been awesome ever since. Uh, we have been very involved in the church uh, in, in all different components. And, uh, you know, as the song says, there's no turning back. Mm -hmm. That's right. Burn the ships, don't turn around. Okay, so talk to me about this rough road that led you to that transition in Christ. We all know about the recession. Everybody here that's listening, really, anywhere in the country, but we got people listening from coast to coast. But Florida, of course, was very hard hit. What did that look like for you? I mean, how did God bring you to the end of your rope so you realize he's been holding out his all along? Gene, you start off. Well, we, we were running a multi-million dollar business for 10 years. And when uh, the new administration came in, a lot of the contracts that I had with the government were not being renewed. And it, it was a culmination of the financial crisis, the economy, the new administration. And I... I couldn't save the business so I had to let the 15 families go I had to close the place and literally we were devastated because that was our livelihood that was our identity and that's what we relied on so just by being stripped of all that and just kind of being kicked to the curb um, I found in that that what I do doesn't define who I am but who I am defines what I do 
So when I learned that from that devastation, that's what pretty much led me to go back to Christ and go back to the church and to turn myself around. But it took literally took some years to do that. So that for Paul, it's always tough as a guy. Did you were you guys running this business together, the multi-million dollar business together? Yes. So, earning high six-figure incomes for years. And Paul was running a consulting firm with along with that. Right. So it, it's tough as a guy though to not be able to provide uh, you know, we're built to provide and protect. And, and sometimes that becomes an idol in our lives. And when we can't do it, it really hits to the core. So how was that impacting you? Well, when I woke up one day and realized I can't provide and we're about to lose our house, we had sold the sports cars, the Rolex watches, and most of our art to keep things going. I, I it, it came down to it that I can't do it mm-hmm. alone. And and God needed to be part of our lives. That that was a heck of a transition. I mean, that, that's. I mean, sometimes. I mean, everybody's story is is different as they you know as Christ intersects with their lives and they they start to realize, wow, okay, I've been missing a lot. And, and not everybody gets brought to the end of the rope, but it seems like that was what it took for you guys. What did that when when you found church when you when you started getting involved in church and you said it was Countryside Christian Center where you ended up. Gene, you, your husband said, we're going to go to church. I know that there's a lot of women out, out that are listening today and go, man, I wish my husband would say that. How did that make you feel? I was stunned because he never says I can't do this. So I was, I knew that, you know, we needed something different. And the fact that he said that, I, I was thinking the same thing, but I was just so glad that he just let his guard down. He, he just was selfless about it and said, I can't do it. We've got to go back to church. We have to find our core again. And that just resonated with me. Now, you guys aren't originally from Florida. That's given away by your accent. So where did you guys grow up? Yeah, by the way, you guys do talk funny. Oh, we do. We're from, but we're from Minnesota, so we expect that, of course. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, we, we all talk funny. We grew up in a very, uh, my wife's last name was McNally, and I'm obviously Italian. We grew up in Boston as Irish Italian Catholics. Wow, cool. Both went to parochial Catholic school through the 12th grade, Mm -hmm. Uh, was taught by the nuns. None of this and none of that, as we all know. (laughs) And um, And a lot of rulers to the fingers, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, corporal punishment wasn't wasn't banned back then. Right. Um, Things were a lot different. We get, that's another topic, right? Yeah, it is another topic for another day. Yeah. You know, but the interesting, <laughs> we could use a little corporal punishment today. So, so as we're sitting in this this church with all this rock and roll music and happiness and people not solemn and quiet and shushing everybody, we start hearing the word and that, you know, we could we, we tied to the best of our ability because we believed, we knew that was something they had to do. And it, the, the pastor's saying, uh, stories, checks show up in the mail and things just happened. Well, we're a witness to that. Checks did start showing up in the mail when we, when we absolutely needed them. Things changed for us. Opportunities came that were never there before. And, and we just continued to pour ourselves into our faith. We started to get into the Word, which is something that 
young believers have a hard time understanding how important that is, but it was a big part of who we were able to become. It was because of our dedication to getting into the Word. And, 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 and it really, it changed us 110% to the point where we reinvented ourselves and are back on top financially within five years. Well, and really the key is what you just both described is that you didn't reinvent yourself. The Lord just kind of reinvented you. I mean, he he started, after he redeemed you, he started restoring you back into a place where you could again, be an influence for him. Right. So talk to me about the impact on your marriage prior to Christ. And now Christ followers, how much better is your marriage today than it was before? Well, I, I've always said, I, I couldn't be happier. I, I married the, the girl of my dreams and, We've been married 32 years, but I, I believe from Gene's side, I, I've changed a lot. Yeah, he has, he, he's really, really transformed. I have too, but just his pride and just who he was, you know, in the world was just so forceful. And now he's totally transformed. He's so such a godly man, and um, we pray together, and he's using his skills as a as a counselor and, and a strategist and all the things that he was really good at in the business world, he's now flipped and turned it to, you know, sharing the gospel and, and turning other lives and mentoring men and really being a leader that he always has been. It sounds awesome. All right. So Gene, talk to me about serve media. Talk to me about how the Lord created it for you and how it's impacting the kingdom. You can answer one of those questions at a time, you know, whatever you want to do. Well, um, back in 2014, we sold a business. We had a a different uh, digital marketing business. We sold it. Uh, Investors were involved, and they wanted to take it in a different direction. Um, Well, we we left that business, and we were um, approached by Saul Pichon. He is the CEO of New Life Solutions in Largo, and his um, New Life Solutions is an umbrella for many ministries that they run. They run pregnancy centers. They do mortal life for um, middle school children. They have a birth center. So they have a, um, a different types of ministries. Bunch of ministries six to of seven women, of absolutely. Yes, yeah. they do the Walk for Life every year as well. And he said, well, there's no way that you cannot, you know, get back into marketing. We, we need your expertise and, and, you know, would you come and meet with us and talk with us about it? So um, he inspired us to look at ministries, nonprofits, and, and how to consult and, and create low-cost uh, strategies for that type of business. And we've never really touched on nonprofits and ministries, so that really opened up a lot of doors. And um, so each pregnancy center and each ministry is unique in the way we need to market. So that was a big reason why we started Surf Media. Um, and um, the tagline for Serve Meteor is it's all about him because I like people to know that's what Serve Meteor is about. And it reminds me every day of what I'm doing is to glorify the Lord. So any way I can continue doing that in this fashion, that, that's what I'm doing. And, and it's helped me get involved with a lot of different uh, networking groups and, and groups like the, um, the Marketplace Ambassadors in Tampa Bay. We have a, a women's group who meet and we talk about how to keep Christ in, in the workplace from nine to five and, and all day long in your work, 
place. And what we kind of a job that. is a nine to five job? Though? I got You guys both said nine to five. Do you guys really only work nine to five? Well, no, we don't. But a lot of people do. So it's <laughs> I just... don't know anybody gets to work nine to five. Sorry, just giving you a hard time. It's Friday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, just I. I well, we're Dolly Parton fans, right? Yeah. Okay. 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 But we can sing the song. <laughs> but I can't tell you. That. Well, I mean, you name one person who works nine to five anymore. Uh, even bankers have the longer hours now. Okay. So to talk to me about when we can. Paul wants to say something. So we'll just let Paul. He wants to interrupt you. Go ahead. I, I think one of the key. Uh, Ministries you work with has been Tim Paskert and the uh, Mark eight two nine. We we do a lot of work with Mark eight two nine, which which asks the question, "Who do you say that I am?" Mm-hmm. And um, you know that's been a, a big ministry, a lot of time put into it. I wanted to mention that. And an incredible ministry that is producing Christian films has that great film out there, The Glass Window. We've yes. we've highlighted Tim on the air. You called in that day. Yes. And as The Glass Window now, Tim's just raising money now. He's got five other great Christian films. But the cool part about The Glass Window is he's actually played it on national television multiple Easter weekends, yep. you know, how many Christian films get put on ABC and NBC? I mean, it's, that's pretty cool. It is. It is. So, Paul, as you've seen Jean grow with Serve Media, how as you as you know she's in her niche, you know she's in her sweet spot, how do you see that impacting her walk with the Lord? Well, there's no more anxiety about where provisions are going to come from. There's no more angst as to, you know, are the bills going to get paid? You know, we give it all up to the Lord. Gene gives it all up to the Lord. And, and, and our faith and our trust in him has allowed the provisions to be blessed and to be poured out into us. And, and she is just all, she sold out. And, 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 you know, I see that on a daily basis because who she's working with every day is not the run and gun businessman. They're ministries. They're, they're, they're people that have the same beliefs we do. They're the small businessman who really needs some some navigation through that digital world. Which is yeah. crazy world. It's a crazy yeah, it's world. It's a crazy world. And, and guys who are in their 50s typically don't, you know, and women too, they don't get it. So she's dealing with these people who are grateful and thankful for her help. And, and you know, it's just, it's just been a, a wonderful transition to see her just— Taking things easy, you know, she believes that it's going to be okay, and it is. It's got to be nice seeing your wife at peace and having fun. Absolutely. After all those tough years. Yep. Yep. uh, One of the things I hear in your voice is when you start talking about the ministries that God has helped you intersect with, you get very excited about them because a lot of people don't know about the ministry that's happening. And so you're getting that opportunity to help broadcast who they are to a new audience. Yeah, that's so right, because I've, I've looked at so many opportunities and I say yes to them all the time because I was always one to just stay in the background. I didn't want to be the leader. And now I'm just being transformed into someone who I just can't not do it. Like, I'm, I'm, I just want people to know how wonderful it is to, to follow the Lord and to just know what the gospel is about and to lean on Him when you need to. and. And it just inspires me to to lead these groups. And I'm in a a couple of different ones. I'm in one at church. I mentor women and Mm -hmm. with the uh, Christian Chamber in Clearwater, they have a new uh, program called Leadership Connection Groups. And we meet and just teach people and mentor them. 
on how to keep Christ in the workplace. And, and it's just a wonderful program that they just launched. Mm. So you, you're involved in C3TB.org, the Christian Chamber of Commerce Tampa Bay, C3TB.org, and then Marketplace Ambassadors, which is part of the CBMC movement here in Tampa Bay. And you can find out more about them at MarketplaceAmbassadors.com, I'm pretty sure, or is it .net or org? I can't remember. Do you remember? I think it's .org. .org, okay. So when you look at... Paul, at how the Lord led you into cycle reapers, because that wasn't, when you grew up, did you think that, boy, when I grow up, I want to have an online motorcycle parts distribution place? Is that what you were, grew up to think that that's what you're going to do? <laughs> oh, I, I grew up knowing uh, I was going to be an entrepreneur. Okay. I was going to be a businessman. And, and that's taken me into a lot of different facets of business life. Uh, during one of my uh, Monday night men's groups at church, the conversation came up that we, we really have a challenge keeping the Lord with us from 9 to 5. And, and, and it came on my heart about two years ago that I wanted to get involved in helping people bring the Lord to the 9 to 5 minister, uh, to the nine to five workplace. And I went to the first CNBC meeting last, uh, it was almost a year ago, February, and and Mark, uh, what's his name? The guy from The Informant. Oh, yeah. Uh, was the speaker. Mark Whitaker. Mark mm -hmm. Whitaker. Great guy. I've gotten to know him fairly well now. Was the speaker. And it's it, a little thing that said, check off if you think you should lead a group in this world, in, you know, in this environment. And I did. So they called me up, and six or seven of us uh, went to a meeting. So it, it starts with my wanting to get involved with 9 to 5 ministry. Uh, finding out that CBMC is starting Marketplace Ambassadors, which is about 9 to 5 ministry. And I'm at that first breakfast. I check off. I'm interested. They contact me, and they ask me to come to a leadership training session at First Watch Downtown Tampa. I show up. I go through the training. Who's, who's running the training is the national director, Steve Casbon. As we leave, Steve Casbon says, I'd like to keep in touch with you. Uh, there's some things I want to talk to you about. He calls me about a week later and says, I'm resigning as national director because God has called me to start a private equity fund to buy businesses, change their culture, and make them for Christ. Mm -hmm. I said, well, that's something I'm interested in. He goes, great. Do you know of any businesses for sale? Well, I happen to know that Cycle Reapers was for sale. And... One thing leads to another. Steve retires, and we, from February, uh, when I met Steve, through October of last year, uh, we put this deal together. The Psycho Reapers was owned by a young man who did a great job of building a business, didn't do a good job of documenting his business. So my job was to help put that documentation together. Got to know the business very well. A gentleman uh, named David Palm, uh, was going to be involved in the operations of the business. We, The business was bought on October 15th. I think David passed away on the 27th. So now the investors who bought the business and Steve Casborn who bought the business looked to me to say, well, you know, can you step in? I stepped in and I couldn't be happier hmm. with, with the role I have and the guys I'm working with and the opportunity to change that culture uh, which is which is working slowly but surely, and mm -hmm. and, and that's how it happened. It, it, is that a God thing or is that a God thing? Yeah, no, it's absolutely a God thing, and it's amazing the steps in there. And and Martha and I, we we know of David Palm. He, David and I actually went to the Dominican Republic once on a missions trip, and, and it was I didn't know about his back connection to this until Gene shared that at the table at Marketplace Ambassadors back in June, and I was like, wow, 
Wow, that's a that's a backside connection that, to David. I had no idea, but that, that was just fantastic. And you're really honoring what he was trying to do because I mean, that was his heart and passion. He wanted to be able to learn how to put his faith at the center of what he was doing. Yeah. It was it was a cool thing. So as you run Cycle Reapers on a daily basis, why don't you just describe for everybody, people who are just tuning in right now, what Cycle Reapers is all about? Well, we buy about forty to fifty motorcycles that are good running motorcycles for the most part. And we take them apart and we sell the parts. And uh, we do most of our sales on eBay. Our website sales are growing. We have uh, about 13 employees beside myself. And every Tuesday, uh, we buy lunch and we get together for about an hour to an hour and a half and talk about uh, our ethics and, 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 and the culture that we want to develop at Cycle Reapers. It certainly mirrors Christian ethics and culture, but I don't hit him over the head with the Christianity piece, because as a Christian, if you're listening, you probably know that could turn people away. Sure. So again, as I said earlier in the show, these these employees have become friends of mine, mm-hmm. and they see me walking the talk, knowing I'm a Christian, making the hard decisions. You know, f- for instance, today, we realized one of the bikes we bought was going to be reported as stolen by the guy who sold it to us. Well, just before I left here, the police were at our doorstep because we called them to tell them that this bike is not a saleable bike right now because of what we think is going on. And they were almost flabbergasted that we called them ahead of time, but we want to be out in front of it. And that sets such a great testimony because that's not something in your industry, in the piecing apart of vehicles, you know, that is being done. Right. So you really are saying not only to your customers, but to your the employees that we've drawn a line in the sand regarding this issue. <laughs> and the police officers probably going, there you go. wait a minute. This was a nice thing today. I like, how about just a breath of fresh air? These guys could that's use a breath great. of fresh air today. Yes. Another quick story. About three weeks ago, 12 uh, officers in plain clothes raided us to check all of our VIN numbers and, and on our frames and on our motors. Wow. And you had never seen a calmer group of employees than we had because we knew there was no issues. They, you know, Not that there were ever before, but the calmness level of our office was the police knew it. Everybody knew it. There was, they weren't going to find anything, and they didn't. That's great. What a difference, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. confidence can be built with the people that are buying from you, too. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, Gene, as you have seen Paul get into his sweet spot, how how has that warmed your heart to see your husband enjoying what he's doing so much on a day-to-day basis? It, it's just so rewarding because he is the type of person that if he's really stressed, um, he will be you know start creating these health issues. And that did happen in the past, you know, back in 2014 when we sold the other business. So he takes everything so seriously, and he is such well, he's a He's from Boston. I mean, come on. Everybody's serious up there. Yes, I know. But he's on a level that he's just accountable for everything, and he's responsible for everything. But now it's like he's it's like he's walking with the Lord. You know, he's just leaning in on him, and he's, he's sharing more. He doesn't look at himself anymore as bad circumstances he's sharing more of himself in ways that help others and that's where he's thriving 
So as you look at the impact on your marriage, I asked, I asked Paul's perspective earlier, but when you look at the impact on your marriage, you two are both walking with the Lord. You're going to church together. You're involved in church. You're both serving in ministries. I mean, you're servemedia.com and cyclereapers.com. They're great ministries. And you're plugging in. How have you seen the impact on your marriage with the two of you in your sweet spots? Well, we've always been entrepreneurs together. And some people, it's funny, they'll say, how can you work with each other all day long and then go home? You're with each other 24-7. And they said, you know, I I don't think of it that way, that we're partners. We're together. That's who we are. But it's just so much more. We're bonded so much more. And we know that our decisions are based on praying and and just knowing the best for each other without having the you know the past issues come up or anything like that we just have a trust that's so much deeper you know there's a lot of people listening today paul and gene that um they've gone through some dark places i mean a lot of people i mean there's a list of four or five hundred thousand people probably in tampa bay that have gone through some extraordinarily dark financial places in the last several years maybe even more than that probably four or five hundred thousand families in tampa bay and around the country millions What's some of the advice you want to give that guy, Paul, who is close to the end of his rope, who's been trying to figure it out all on his own? What what do you want to say to him? Pride is your worst enemy. As a man, you want to be in control. You want to be the one making the decisions. You, You want to be on top. And at the end of the day, even when you think you're on top, we know now that you're not, that you've got to let go of the pride, the, the, the wanting to be the man, and really give it up to the one who is. And that's our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Jean? I would say definitely stay connected. Um, stay con- find a church, stay connected, um, find small groups and fellowship. But another thing is share your darkness, share what you're going through. And, and this is going into a church or a small group and and sharing your darkness it's just everyone is sharing but that actually becomes your testimony i mean the word test is testimony mm-hmm. right. that's with, the root without the test there's no testimony so if you're just talking about it with others that care and show compassion you're going to get through it and and you're going to be able to turn it around and that's going to be your story because you're going through darkness because in the end the Lord is going to show the way, and you're going to be able to tell that story, how your life has been changed by by surrendering to the Lord. Or, or you'll just keep going around those same issues and mountains if you don't, um, you know, release the darkness. And, and when you share your dark moments, it puts light on them. But I want to speak to all the guys out there, because a lot of guys, Paul, they're, they're a lot like you and I. We're, when we're really struggling, we don't want to put those burdens on our wives. We think we can handle it. <laughs> we got it handled. We're a guy. You know, you're from, you're from Massachusetts. I'm from New Jersey. Northeasterners, you know, we're tough. We're tough, hardy people. And yes, and then I went to Minnesota, and you got to be even hardier there. It's not as cold as Boston, but it's, you know, colder. Uh, it's different. It's a different kind of cold. But when you look at, as men, we think we just can handle it, but... The, the biggest mistake is a lot of guys don't share that burden, don't share that deep hurt, emotion, fear, freaked outness with our spouses, with our, with our wives. We don't, we don't want to do it. And it's because we're, we think that that'll make us look like failures. We think that'll make us you know, look like weaklings. Yet, it's what makes us the strongest when we actually start to share that stuff. So, Paul, you mentioned something off the air. 
that people need to hear on the air. And then Martha put a little highlight on it. Martha, why don't you just ask the question? Well, he was. I just asked the question about what has happened to the turnover of the people since you've come in and kind of worked on the environment there. And, and why don't you speak to that a little? Well, um, everybody except one of the employees, uh, our previous employees, before we took over the business, and they have all embraced the culture change. And and I would I would venture to say, if you ask them, that they believe it's a better place to work today than it was before we got there. Awesome. That's so exciting. You said you hired one new person. Yes. W- what's her story? Well, Tiffany uh, was the person that we brought in. Uh, she's the only female working there. Um, she came in and uh, has a great background with motorcycle knowledge and was a motorcycle chick. You know, just that that's who she was. Um, she now attends Countryside Christian Center and, and sits with Jean and I on Sundays. Oh, that's uh, neat. I, 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 I'm telling you, the Lord worked worked His ways, and uh, she she's there. That's so great. talk to me, Gene, about Countryside Christian Center. You guys have been involved there now since 2010. Are you guys involved in a small group? Yeah, they have they have a really strong small connection group. So they have connection groups on Sundays, Mondays, and Wednesdays. And when we first went there, that's what really drew us back, and it really helped us grow our faith tremendously and quickly because they implement these um, connection groups on Sundays. And uh, one of the programs when we were going was called Elevate. So you would go through these classes and elevate and graduate, you know, with the knowledge of the Bible. Um, their, their new program is called Fresh Start, I believe now. But they have so many different uh, connection groups regarding the end times, uh, Bible in a year, uh, there's a couples group, so there's there's a lot of different connection groups. There's also on Monday nights um, a men's group called Game Changers, and Paul's involved in that. He's a leader, and they also have a connection group on Mondays for women called Pink, and I'm a table leader for for that group. And it just they they cultivate an atmosphere that's just so there's a lot of discipleship going on that's really is, what you're saying there's there a lot is. of discipleship paul talk to me about that discipleship group you, you said game changers is what it's involved in you're a leader at game changers how is that impacting your life being a leader and how do you see it impacting the people that you're involved with well it, it's accountability you know we've got about seven or eight guys at our table we meet on Monday nights, and, and we're accountable to each other, not only for the lessons and the discussions and the transparency that goes on at our tables, but, but to each other to, to, to make sure that we're, we're doing the right thing during the week. And, uh, you know, there's phone calls that go on between us, and, and we strengthen each other. Iron sharpens iron, and mm-hmm. that's really the focus. Absolutely. Paul and Gene Mazapika, thanks so much for being on I Work For Him today. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And if you want to find out more about them, you can go on to Paul's website, CycleReapers.com, or on Gene's, ServeMedia.com, S-U-R-V, Media.com. As we come to the end of another I Work For Him, Shelt, Martha, that went fast, didn't it? It did. At, at a great. we got to keep bringing these couples in like this. They have great testimonies. It's, it's a lot fun. of fun. It's yes. a lot of fun. All right. Thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him today. If you want to find out more about our ministry, go out to IWorkForHim.com. That's I Work, the number four. For him.com. Love to have you partner with us. There's an opportunity for you to click on the Donate Now button on our website, and that money will go towards helping Marketplace Ministries spend more time on the air with us so you can play a part in supporting them. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope that you were inspired by what you heard Paul and Gene share, what the Lord did in their lives. There's all kinds of stories like that all over Tampa Bay. If you know of one, let me know, and I'll bring them on the air. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, and we own our own business, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.